All right, Tim, we are back Friday uh, edition podcast, Appetite for Construction. Uh, we just spent 10, was it 10 days in Germany? 12, 12. 12 10, days. 11, 12, something like that. Not long enough to learn to speak the language, but. That's right. The first half of the trip, we were at uh, Ish in Frankfurt. And uh, it was a good three days of going to the show. We did some stuff with IATMO. And uh, the second half, um, went to Munich and had a little playtime. And then we went over to Stuttgart to visit our friends from REMS. It was a pretty packed trip, considering we were in Munich and kept running into folks that you knew. Um, I felt like every time we turned around, John knew somebody in Germany. <laughs> Yeah, that's my homeland. Yep. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what was fun, though, was the train ride from Frankfurt to Munich. Um, as we had talked about prior to going to Germany to Ish, we, we took our wives, Eric and Heather, Monica and John, and myself and my lovely wife, Cynthia. But John and Monica and Cynthia and I took a train from Frankfurt to Munich and got to enjoy a ride for five hours or four hours, however long it was with a, um, an elderly lady from, um, Munich. That was a, a very interesting ride. Luckily three bottles of wine in we, it made it much better. That's right. We, uh, consumed three bottles of wine. So it was a, <laughs> a quick trip for us. Yeah. So, but I want to just, you know, we, we had a really good time the last three plus days in Germany. We were at Stuttgart visiting our friends at REMS Tools and uh, just kind of want to talk about that part of the, the trip. And we're going to bring on two of our guests that are here today, Yannick from REMS and Bruno at Nample from the Deutschland. <laughs> Bruno and Yannick, how are you guys doing? Hello, everyone. Thanks that we can be part of the podcast today. Hi from Germany. Yes. Hi from Germany. Bruno, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you. So we went to REMS. It was a very good tour. Yannick, you're the best tour guide. You went above and beyond to make everyone feel comfortable. You did a lot of great things. Um, it was just a really good, good tour. It was a two and a half hour tour of the facility. And then we got to play with the tools. And then we had some downtime to talk and have lunch. And so overall, it was just a really, a really good experience. And then the next day we went to like the Mercedes museum. We had some fun. We, we saw some of kind of your backyard, your hometown. We saw some sites. So it was a really, really, really good uh, experience for us. And for us, Tim and I it was our first time at REMS. Bruno, this is probably not your first time at REMS. Yes, that's right. I started with REMS, a connection with REMS after the ish in 2015. I meet at REMS booth uh, uh, that time, Eric, also from Mechanic Club. I met him in 2015, first time, or was it 2017? Uh, no, 2017, yes. I met him in 2017, first time, and 2018 was my first visit at the Rams headquarter in uh, near Stuttgart. Yes, I was a few times there. Yeah. So, and you, you know, Bruno, you're a contractor in Germany, um, and you use the Rams tools. How, how do you, you know, this particular trip? 
how did you enjoy it? What did what was something some of the highlights for you of going to uh, you know the Rams? Yeah facility for that uh, was, one day. Uh, for me it was really amazing because i was not alone there i was uh, also with, with you guys with, with eric with george the plumber with michael and uh, it was uh, great um, to get the explanation for all the tools from yannick and um, to get a playground for a longer time as we have it i was there a few times but uh, we didn't uh, spend that much time on the tools like we did it uh, last monday it's a really amazing time. Yeah, Brito, you mentioned uh, George the Plumber was uh, there. They met us out at the facility in Stuttgart, and uh, Michael Flynn at Flintstone was there. So it was like an all-star cast. Andy Mickelson and uh, Eric obviously was there with us, and um, it was it was a really good um, kind of think tank of of some of the leaders in the industry to talk about the REMS tools and. And the facility, so it was good. One thing I just want to note, uh, mention is, Bruno, you and I were out on the uh, on the on the balcony on that on that second or third floor, and we were overlooking the beautiful countryside. And we were talking about Rems and Yannick. And you you said to me, you said, you know, if Rems could only clone Yannick maybe five times, you know, because he is such a a wonderful host. He's a great marketing person. And, uh, oh, I'm getting a blush. Please stop that. No, but that's uh, true. So, is it possible? <laughs> do we have the technology, Yannick, to to do some <laughs> some cloning? <laughs> I don't know. It was. I can't. I can't thank enough. You know, thank you and Rums enough for the for the trip. But you really, you really went above and beyond, and the creativity. We got these little uh, bracelets, Tim, that they etched uh, our names in a die. Yep. Uh, and yep. it said mechanical hub on it. It was pretty cool. I'm really glad you enjoyed the time at Rems. And yeah, Yannick, I was just going to ask, how important is it to have these kind of events where you bring in contractors to see some of the new technology with new tools that are going to be coming out here in the in the near future? You know, show showcase your warehouse, your facility, your production. It was really cool for John and I, but how important is it for you to get contractors on site? Um, so for us, it's basically one of our most important topics to bringing not only um, contractors, so also to bring in um, people that work for wholesalers, that work for rep companies, in to get them know our products because most of the guys in the field they come into a wholesaler or they come into a like a tool shop to buy our tools so the people that work there need to know about our tools as well so in i would say in general we we bring in like 2000 people into the factory each year for a factory visit and also for product training we but we also bring in um, service technicians that uh, get a certification for servicing our tools worldwide basically so i have got um for example uh i got uh customers from madagascar somewhere in africa on a small island that came in for service training to service press tools and um now they are <laughs> They are servicing press tools in Madagascar for us. If you imagine that, that's quite impressive. 
It's wow. very impressive. Minneapolis, Madagascar, and Munich. All the rims tools everywhere. <laughs> One yeah. thing on the on the tour that we uh, saw was um, some of the same tool, but it was different. In Europe, they you know there's a red tool which is called roller. Is that right, Yannick? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and then in the U.S. In other parts of the world, there's the yellow, you know, you know, the identifiable branding of REMS uh, for us in the U.S. But I kind of wanted to talk about um, your entry into the U.S. market. I know we, you know, Tom was on the trip and he is uh, out of, of Minneapolis, as Tim mentioned. And I know you want to explode into the U.S. market. Can you talk about that strategy of, of entering the U.S. market? Yeah. I say entering, but you've been in the U.S. market for a while now. But, of course, you want to grow in the U.S. market. And how how do we get there and how do we help you do that? Um, yes, I would like to tell you more about that. So, basically, REMS has been on the U.S. market for quite a long time. Uh, we started out with partners in the U.S. back in the 90s already. Um Basically, the time where also, like, Richard and Rems, they basically in, developed press tools at the same time. So beginning of the 90s. And that was also the point where Rems entered the U.S. market. And uh, later on, we started selling in the U.S. more and more. But we are still, like, the underdog tool brand that, not many people know, basically, because we're just a small team. And since I don't have uh, 250 salespeople running around in yellow Rams vans all over the US, uh, I have to focus on a different strategy for the US market. And that is where guys like you come into play um, that visit our factory for example that have the tools in hand contractors like bruno like eric george mike that can actually work with our tools and tell people about their honest experience and so basically you guys the all-stars of plumbing are my best marketing for the US market. And I focus on honest and true opinions from contractors. So I have the best connection to the trades. That's basically my intention, what I try to do in the US to gain at least a little market share. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast and in the industry is that we're entering a different kind of, of marketing. Uh, social media is a very, very good way to get your product in front of people and to brand your, your message and your product. And like we mentioned, you had George Plummer, you had Michael Flynn, you had Eric Ani, you know, Andy Mickelson, some of these leaders on social media as well. And they're very respected people. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it really is a different and a great way to approach, uh, you know, branding your product and your, and your message. Yes, that's hundred percent true. And it's also what, what I experience every day. I do handle the 
official Rems Tools Instagram account and also other uh, social channels. Um, and I get up to, let's say, 40 to 50 messages a day uh, from all over the world. Um, not, also, not only questions about how much is it or where can I buy it, also uh, technical questions. Uh, oh, I've got this issue right here. How can I fix that? Or do you have any tool that can help me do the job? So this is this whole social media topic is not only about getting the Rams brand and the name out there. It's also an extended customer support line uh, that people can contact to get instant support for their problem. Yannick, I was going to ask, there may be a few listeners out there that have not had the privilege of learning a lot about RIMS. What, how can they reach you on Instagram or what's your website that they can find out more information about RIMS? Basically, you can always uh, write a message to me on, on Instagram. Um, as, as I mentioned, I'm handling the account. So if you, if you write a message on Instagram at Rams Tools, you will get directly to me and I can, I can answer all of the questions. And if you're wondering who is the best person to contact within the U.S., it will definitely be our partner out of Minneapolis, uh, Tom Farrell from Teal Corporation. Teal Corporation is our um, main importer and distributor for the U.S. market. They have a website. They have a web shop. But I will, would always recommend people to call them directly. They will answer the phone from 8 to 6 every day just to get the perfect uh support uh for their needs and for their requirements so bruno i wanted to pull you into this um you know we had talked a little bit when we were on location there at the rems facility and i I believe you mentioned that there are not a lot of uh european instagrammers or social media people is that right um yes it's, it's completely different there isn't social media in germany it is growing also in instagram and tiktok and everything yeah. but um so yeah. yeah it's kind of different to the u.s market where um we're not that uh that strong like the u.s market and um companies and manufacturers are, are not working that that um, that good with us uh, influencers are not, not working uh, how they work uh, how Remis is working on the US market with the installers we don't have that uh, that kind of work, near work uh, work together here in Germany we still don't have it I'm sure it will get better and uh, more but at the moment um, it's so that every manufacturer does his own thing has his own social media marketing uh, partners and uh, most of the time, they are not uh, installers. Yeah, and uh, for people that want to follow Bruno, uh, it's at Nample, N-A-M-P-L-E, at Nample on Instagram. He's a uh, man, he just kills it with education and, and showing tools. And, and uh, you know, if you want a European flavor and a German German flavor of what uh, to look for in tools, you know, follow Nample. But um, 
what was your impression of the tour uh, this time around at at uh, at Rems? You know, we we all took the tour together. We played with tools. We saw some of the new mini press jaws. You know, so we got to play with tools. So, talk about that a little bit. Um, yes, the tour was amazing. Um, I, it was for me. Uh, I did a tour with Yannick and with one of my work buddies uh, one day a few months ago. So short tour, but it wasn't like the tour last Monday because. Uh, we, we stopped on different points. We Everybody sees something different. Everybody asks something different or, or, or had different questions for the for the press jaws or for the tools, how they are manufactured, where they were, uh, which uh, market they are, how you uh, recognize the rims or the rollers. And for me, it was really great to be part of the tour, uh, to see, see the manufacturing from a complete different side. And um, to listen to Yannick, because uh, he explained everything uh, on the tour, um, was really great for me, for me too. Well, it's also something that, you know, we go on the tour and we get to kind of see the, the great things that Rams does, but we also get to play a little bit and and they treat you very nicely there. But you are a user of Rams yes. tools, Bruno. I mean, you stand behind the – I mean – the product you know you you are a user of that tool yes we use the tools uh, most of the companies in germany most plumbing or installation companies use uh or use rems tools or use uh use their tools um and uh we're they're very uh, reliable for us um for me also because uh, rems is only one and a half hour away and if i got problems or i need uh breast jaw uh, and or something is broken, I can go to to the manufacturer and they try to help me out uh, to repair it. And uh, we love the tool. We work with the tools, and uh, we are also plumb, uh, heating plumbing company now over seventy around seventy years. And uh, yeah, I got. I think I got. I found uh, one or one or two years ago. I found um, a tool from Rems. I was there to throw away, and I asked Yannick if he if he wants it or if I should bring him. And I think he put it in the museum, or he had it still in his office or somewhere. I still have it. I still have it in my office. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's a, it's a, it's a, an old threading tool manufactured in the 70s. You know, isn't it funny that you know. The average homeowner or you know person might want to just throw that away and see it as like ah, eh. and we we see it as like art and history and some. Uh, you're not throwing that away. We want to keep yes. that. No, right? I, I wanted to get it home because my wife uh, doesn't see the, the doesn't want all the tools at home. So I asked Yannick uh, if I can bring it to him. Maybe it's part of the museum or something like that. And so it's now in his office. It's now in the office, and it will be part of our museum. I was going to say, as we found out, the manufacturing facility has been built around the the original owner of RIMS, um, his house. So the house is still standing. They've just expanded uh, the the plant, the facility, and built it around the house. It's kind of really cool, the, the history involved with the tour. When RIMS actually started uh, back in 1909, so over... 110 years ago, um, there was basically just this one founder's house on a green 
uh, field of grass. There was nothing around. There were no train tracks built back then. There was just this one house and a small little street coming to that house. Uh, so basically all the town around here in this area, around the headquarters, was built next to Rems, and we, and we just expanded. No, it was, uh, it was a great tour. It was very clean. Uh, you have some expansion going on, um, some exciting tools. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I had a great time. And I don't even use the tools per se, right, Tim? We're just kind of yeah, flies on the wall. <laughs> exactly. It was cool to go on the, into the warehouse to see the amount of inventory they have. Um, I, I yes. was mesmerized by the rows and rows and rows of inventory. Yeah, so they are ready to ship and ready to go. Exactly. Um, I mean, we need to keep a lot of inventory. I mean, we ship in over 80 countries in the meantime. Mm -hmm. So we do sea shipments, air freight shipments, land shipments every day. So yeah. we need to keep a lot of stock to get the demand. John, the, the one thing I miss the most, I'm missing my Rims coffee, my espresso. Yannick makes a great espresso. Well, that's true. <laughs> Thank you. And he's a good he's a good uh, bus driver or the the van. Great bus driver. <laughs> you still have that the van, or did you have to return it? I had to return it already, but uh, yeah, I I try to be a good host for you guys. I and I'm glad you already mentioned it that you enjoyed the time here at Rems. I know the tour, especially on Tuesday, was. A little bit exhausting. Uh, we had a tough schedule. Um, well, we had one day, right, to, to do everything. Yeah, so it was it was fun. But I tried to 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 get you as much impressions and also as much fun time uh, to spend here as much as possible. Um, I wanted to keep it relaxed. I don't. I'm not a big fan of having these like very. Uh, strict and tough schedules. Now we do this, and in 15 minutes we're going to do that, and followed by this. So I, I'm not a big fan of that. I try to keep it easy and comfortable for everyone. It was it was a good schedule. We broke bread. We drank beer, ate schnitzel mm -hmm. all around. It was a really, really good trip, and can't, can't thank you enough. Thank yeah, you I guess uh, my last question, and maybe an important one, is how long does it take to readjust to the time back in when you travel, you know, nine hours? So I'm I'm going on day two here, and I think I'm finally getting my my legs back and my 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 energy for you know back to a normal the U.S. time. So, but you got you know you guys are uh, seasoned travelers. You go. Bruno, you go to AHR. Yannick, you were at AHR. So you, you know you 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 travel back and forth over over the the ocean. So, well, I I I pretty much try to adjust to the time zone I fly into immediately. So I I travel to the U.S. Let's say four to five times a year, not only for AHR, also to visit customers or our partners, and I. If I if I land at seven o'clock in the evening, I try to stay awake to at least midnight to adopt that time zone I'm in immediately, and the same thing going back, um, and that works pretty well for me. Um, 
But I don't know how you feel about that, Bruno. Yeah, I got. Um, I think I got a few days problems when I was back from Atlanta. I was thinking that everything is running fine. I think well, that everything will go normal. But um, after second and third day, I got. Uh, I was all the day. I always wanted to 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 lay down to sleep a little bit, not long, but I did some power naps. Uh, I had to, to get them between. Otherwise. Um, It, it wasn't. It wasn't the old one. I still was was down from the jet lag. I wasn't thinking that uh, that affects me. That was the advice my mom gave me. She's like, take some little power naps and try to adjust. So, but I'm, we're getting back to it. So, but again, thanks guys for you know jumping on the podcast, Yannick. Thank you for the great tour, being such a good host, showing us your your home city. And uh, Bruno, it's always great to see you on the road and see you in person. You're such yep. a good guy. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're all very welcome.